Welcome to Jesus Talks. We pray that this podcast would encourage and provoke you to be just like Jesus in every area of your life. Thanks for joining the conversation. Welcome back to Jesus Talks podcast, uh, where we invite you into our conversations about Jesus. We are on part two with Katie Braswell talking about Gen Z and uh, some uh, arising issues, but also some solutions here to how we reach this next generation. Um, we're going to jump right into it. Katie, uh, we left off on um, uh, talking about social media. Um, what's our next topic? What are the, what's the next uh, predicament that you see and solution that we can find? Yeah, so we talked about the social media setback and just what the church needs to have a presence online in order to reach Gen Z. Uh, as Shane told us in the last podcast, they're not going to come to church. Not all of them. Uh, there are those who will be dropped off by mom and dad and grandma and grandpa, but uh, the majority of where we could get our greatest reach is online. So for any youth pastor, any pastors listening, I would highly encourage and recommend whatever you're doing on Wednesday night, find a way to replicate it online. Our number two that we were going to talk about, um, looking at Gen Z, uh, this is our next generation for those who might not know who Gen Z is, 1999 to 2015 um, children born, nine years old to 25 years old. They value freedom to express thought, and they demand diversity. So just keep that in mind as we're continually talking about this. Their first predicament we talked about last week was on social media and just how submerged they are, but they feel so lonely and um, anxious to have the most connected generation available. Number two is, this one kind of threw me. I never thought in my lifetime I'd ever see this be removed. But Gen Z has a family problem. And when I say that... I say it like this, they themselves, young people, teenagers, are deprioritizing family. 70% live in a home with two parents, and just to show the difference of why that, you know, maybe a Gen Z student is listening to me and is like, why is that a problem? Well, just to show you how things have uh, changed four generations ago, boomers, 86% lived in a home with two parents. This is the most surprising shift to me, that they do not value and prioritize family. Education and hobbies trump family to them. And I would say, look back at their values, freedom to express their thoughts, their education. So they are unattached to the very fabric of what made them. That's sad. That's really sad. And honestly, I I thought it would be higher, or excuse me, lower, uh, 70%. Live in a home with two parents. I thought that would be lower. And maybe we don't know what two parents might look like. Uh, yeah, that's right. But uh, I didn't see any data on that. The, but they are unattached to their very fabric. The If family principles, my response to this would be family principles don't align with the curriculum they're being taught. They see it as toxic. Hmm. Disagreement of their thought, toxic. You don't support me. You don't accept me. And, uh, I mean, I I see it on social media, teenagers talking like this all the time. Absolutely. Create boundaries with your family members. Wow. If they don't, you know, and it's all the boundary talk, you know. And some places, it's it's important. Sure. Definitely. Abuse is there. I'm not trying to diminish that. But as a teenager, what do you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know? And, And the society has 
made it okay to say that your feelings trumps truth. Yeah. Yes. So this is this one's very sad to me that we have gotten to a place in society where mom and dad are an option. Boy, I would love to. Boy, I would love to. <laughs> I would love to hear uh, Micah or Judah or Liv and Nora say mom and dad are an option. We're going to have, gonna have whew, Mama but Erica and Mama Whitney would like, be all over them. In a teenager in today, hearing mom or dad give advice, give wisdom, give knowledge, give revelation, their response would be, eh. Wow. Yeah. And that's just, that was not me. What, right. And I even think back, and, and so I, interestingly enough, I've heard this said over and over again that in our society, they have tried and tried to make education the parent. And we're looking at the generation that is okay with it. Hmm. I remember as a kid coming home and being like, I was taught this today, mm-hmm. or I learned this today, and I was met by my mom that mm. would say, that's fine, but our family mm-hmm. right. agrees on this principle. Yeah. And so somewhere along the line, we got away from, as for me and my house. Right. So that's somewhere right. a parent decided, we'll just let that slide. Right. We're not going to talk about that. You know, that's just what school says. But w- because we're not, any, we're not teaching Bible at home, which is another thing we're going to talk about, because we're not giving our family values, our family thoughts and principles, we're allowing young people to have the expression of freedom on what do you think? Like you said, what do you, what do you value? Right. Instead of mom and dad and, you know, grandparents and the whole generation and ancestry saying this is what we value. So it is now created a, a crisis in family that they are they are so success driven and so career driven and achievement driven that's where they find their sense of self yeah. whatever they achieve that's where they're like I, i've got it yeah and and that could be some very shallow things too if you're looking for a thousand followers and that's all you want to achieve that's not going to sustain you Mm-mm. So I, I would say for any Gen Z listening, it's great to have an achievement-driven mindset and a ambitious part of your character, but it's not going to sustain you. So. And while you were saying they're the most educated, they had the most resources, I mean, you know, our phones, we can Google anything we want. Like you were saying earlier, used to, I went to mom and dad for every question I had, and whether they knew it or not, they would give me something, and I took that as, right. that's, that's oh, truth. Absolutely. I'm taking that it. to the books, mm-hmm. you know, and... uh but, and, and I'm even seeing this also just in Christianity as a whole. We have so many amazing teachers online that we can follow, that we can listen to. They have the best teachings, the best sermons. And it somehow we've attached to that and have even devalued our, our very local pastors Correct. that we're attending because saying, well, they're not as uh, eloquent eloquent in speaking as this, this person. They're not uh, as deep in their teaching as this person. And so, so I see the uh, the negative side on having too much information. Yeah. Why it's, it's great that we have teachings and we have this revelation that we can partake in from other people. And just like Gen Z, having this uh, opportunity to have so much resource to go to that's going to help them build on for where our society is to advance mm-hmm. in the future. But in the process, like you're saying – We've devalued the very people in our community and saying, you don't know anything. Uh, the celebrities know it all. Mm-hmm. The The person I, I follow on TikTok knows it all. Right. And therefore, your 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 views, your values 
your opinions, they, they amount to nothing to me. Yes, and this is going to connect with the discipleship issue. And the, this is where I see that our eyes are lifted. Our Gen Z's eyes are lifted to pay attention to people more that are, that are absent on their day-to-day. So, like you said, when they come back home to the mundane of you're always here, but I don't see a blue check by your name, mm-hmm. what do you know? Wow. So, this is the family crisis that Gen Z is in, and, and I, I... I just don't know how that can be sustained. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it can't, but I don't know how, you know, when does it get to the age of... Or when do they get to the age of realization of knowing, wait a minute, you know what I mean? These blue check marks, they don't know anything, you know? I mean, not that they don't know anything. I'm sure they know something, but they they don't know everything. And um, is this just a youth thing? You know what I'm saying? We are talking to teenagers. Yes. So are they annoyed because mom and dad's, you know? Right, right. Or... Is this going to be a lifelong thing with this generation? Yeah. You know? It, that's an interesting thing. I think we should follow for sure just to see, like, is there a, some some place in their 20s where they hit and they realize I've been paying attention to the wrong thing? Sure. I don't know, but we will definitely have to. Well, look at the millennials, how they've kept up with the Kardashians all these years. <laughs> oh, Lord. And it's amazing that we have so many people living their lives through the lens of other people. Yes. Like, who would ever know that uh, these what is that considered? A uh, what kind of show is that considered? Reality. Uh, yeah. Mm. Who would have ever known like reality shows would have been so successful that we would spend all of our time and efforts to just live through other people's lives? Yeah. They're just yeah. going through day to day life, and we are just watching three hours of it. Right. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, man, we we have our own lives. We right. have people that yeah. are wanting that we need, we can connect with today. Right now. But that's what social media has done is, you know, it's created thousands of reality TV channels. Mm-hmm. It's become know? a buffet of your desires, your likes, your wants. Your freedom and you can filter thought. what you want, what you like, and what you don't, you throw out. And with re- real relationships, you even with the most, love, the most, the most uh, loving people that you know and that you actually love the most, there are still things in them that you don't necessarily may agree with, maybe not like in certain areas, but that's where relationship mm-hmm. is. It's where we give and take. We 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 uh, we come together, even in our faults and flaws, and we learn to walk together in this life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is going to lead us into the next the next one. So this is number three. We're uh, halfway finished. We have a Bible problem in Gen Z. Spiritual maturity ranks low on their list of priorities. Only 9%. Remember, Gen Z is 69 million people globally. In America, it is 12 million. Out of that 12, out, I mean, I'm sorry, out of that 69 million, only 9% are engaged Christians. And this is where, when I was listening to The Send and Andy Bird said that from the stage, I, I couldn't move forward like, excuse me? And we're just going to brush that down, and no one, like, it, it, it struck me so strongly as a teacher, as a mother, as somebody in the church, a leader in the community. I was like, I can't ignore that. There has to be action behind that. I can't look at that and grieve and pray. I've got to do more than grieve and pray. Yeah. Yeah. So we have 9% of 69 million as engaged Christians. That's only 6.2 million people. 
Out of that 6.2 million young people, only 4% have a biblical worldview. We are looking at, on the globe, 240,000 wow. people. Wow. Which means what? Biblical worldview. Biblical means. worldview means that the, the Bible is shaping their principles, their morals, their values. Yeah. The Bible is truth, and it reigns. It, it, everything is founded off of that. Not just there's a God and live a good life. Right. It, right. His commandments, his, his statutes, his principles, what Jesus lived and said, whatever is in there is how they live and abide. Right. Um, so, again, I would say this is due to their high value of education, but we are biblically illiterate. We have el- they they are elevating their personal thought over Jehovah's words and commands. They are reasoning out and log- and looking for logic over biblical truth. Um, whatever box they can make sense of the Lord in their mind, that is how it should work. So uh, these are just my thoughts. They are preferring psychology over sovereignty. They're preferring phrases over faith. They're preferring quotes that tickle their mind and, you know, get a lot of viewership over scripture that's going to convict. And I can only assume they're replacing God's sovereign word with feeble understanding. Mm, yeah. And whatever applies to their level of intelligence, which we know is going to consistently change, is what is deemed true. And if you are, <laughs> sorry, if you are <laughs> putting your eyes on celebrities and putting your eyes on memes who you don't know the author of we know the author of scripture you Mm -hmm. don't know who's writing a meme or what they stand for it is going to consistently change and as society and in america as we continually uh the government is always changing we have new leaders every four years every eight years we get new leadership is always transitioning Mm -hmm. So where do you stand, Gen Z? Like, where, where will you say forever and a day, this is who I am? Because that is a moral. That is a principle. Regardless of circumstance, regardless of life experience, you come back to this. And I, I, I'm going to go back to this. Achievement will not sustain you through that. It doesn't, you're always going to want more. And I heard someone say recently, you'll reach rock top. He was a artist, he was an actor, he was a um, model, and he said he hit rock top, hanging out with everybody. Mm. So it is, that is a thing. You will be depressed at the top. Um, we, see, we see that even in the church world. Mm-hmm. We've seen, you know, pastors that, you know, um, you know have megachurches that it wasn't enough. It, it didn't fulfill them. It didn't sustain them. Yeah. And they wound up taking their own life because mm-hmm. they just couldn't find fulfillment in the one that they were living, but they were living for the wrong things yeah. somewhere along the line. And me and Shane talk about this a lot. It becomes about achievement as a, instead of obedience, yeah. you know, and about the ultimate, you know, fulfillment of just oh. walking in what he's called you to do uh, and being obedient and having just a relationship with him. Yeah. So they're idolizing their thoughts over his word, and this is coming from their value of freedom to express their thought. And so what I would say is a solution here, and it's going to be a tough one, but start a Bible study and submit. Yeah. You're, you're going to have to submit your mind to the lordship of God. And uh, they're the most brilliant generation to ever walk the planet, but they are seemingly walking very foolish to live like this the bible will always live beyond us the gospel will never fail 
It doesn't matter if we were in 1702, 1902, 2022. Like, it doesn't matter. And so we are very haughty to think (laughs) now in this generation we know better. There have been intelligent men and women all through history who have changed history and pioneered it. And they, they didn't have the Internet. Right. They had no Pinterest. They had no TikTok or YouTube to say, okay, what's this do-it-yourself video? They had to figure it out. So intelligence has always been here. Um, but my, re- my response to this, to pastors, are we <laughs> – what is youth ministry doing? Are we building disciples or are we creating groupies? And and I and I was, that's what I was just thinking when we were talking about the Gen Z issue of why they do not see the need for uh, for the Bible for 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 God. And I think one of the things we've seen in the previous generations, I know the last maybe two or three. First off, we didn't have the distractions of social media, all these uh, telephone or cell phones and things like that. So. In a way, our outings, our engagement, our our fun was at the church. That was yeah, a community thing, that's true. and that was good. But I feel like even in that, we still were lacking the understanding of this is about a relationship, not just a a get out of free card of hell. Yeah. And what's happened, I believe, in in, in many instances, is we as the next generation have kept that same formula. It's like, you know, come say this prayer, pay your tithes, sit down in the pew, and, uh, you know, everything will be good. But, man, the distractions are here, and everything else looks so much better, and we've failed to to uh, teach relationship mm-hmm. and show them that this is about more than just coming to church, but it's, 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 it's about this reengagement and this, this love for a father that sent his own son for you. Yeah. And when we come back to that and understand that, then even these distractions, uh, they they won't have such a, a, a focal point in our in our in our hearts. So what? I, so I know this sounds old school, but I really do believe it. I think that we have um, merged so much um, looking into looking like the world yeah. that it's hard for anyone else to differentiate. Who's a Christian? Well, I'm talking about just, and yes, but I'm talking about like as far as the Christ, um, church. Um, we're we're trying to look and appease and um, please the you know the the eyes and the in the ears and you know um, here's coffee here's you know what I mean and like all that stuff you know you hear the coffee talk it's not about the coffee but you know <laughs> what I'm saying like we've tried so hard to 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 merge and look like that. In, uh, instead of just being, you know, a, a peculiar people set apart, um, because you, what you're seeing now, and I read a, an article not too long ago, but it says that um, I think that most um, new converts are actually converting to like more of your um, Catholicism, or um, I'm looking for a specific word. Uh, like I guess you could say like ritualistic uh, Christian liturgical. There you go. Sorry. Um, Christian denominations to where it's, you know, you see the rituals, you Mm -hmm. see the sacraments, you see the, you know, and it's very like, um, uh, they want to know they go to church. Yes. It's very reverent. It's very holy. It's very, we take this seriously instead of it being just a, a Ted talk. You know what I mean? Um, 
And so you see this, and they they want mm-hmm. that information. They've got a life coach. Yes, we don't we don't need any more yes. life coaches. Yes. So I I would suggest again use social media as your your platform, and and post biblical scripture. Yeah. Now it's going to be politically incorrect in America, there, and it's going to ruffle some feathers for you to share the Bible. And uh, but that is this is what we need to do since there is a family crisis. And mom and dad are not sharing the Bible, or mom and or dad is not uh, present in the home. We uh, it, it now becomes the church and the community. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? So I would suggest recommending build a Bible study, create a, a space for young people to read together. They are going to be shook and shaken by wow, this is not this yeah. is not actually what I'm seeing in my church. And they're, you know, they're also going to be convicted when they realize this isn't the Jesus that I've found on social media. Mm. So I, Bible studies, getting that biblical foundation to teach them to say this will sustain you through any storm. You can last and live off of this anytime, anywhere, geographically, anything. So Yeah, this is not the time to be lenient on doctrine. No. And what was I just about to say? (laughs) <laughs> oh, I was going to say this. Like she was talking about starting Bible studies. Don't be afraid for them to ask questions. Hard questions, too. And, and don't, say, I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> don't be scared to say, I don't know. Let that me is research it best. and come back yeah. next week and we'll exactly. talk about that it. That is yeah. the most profound thing you can say at times. It's just saying, I don't know. As an educator, like I, I resonate with Gen Z wanting to be educated and intelligent and look for that knowledge. Like as an educator, all my little feelers go off. Like I'm proud of them for that. I'm like, yes, go yeah. dig, go dig, go dig. But now, as an educator, I'm finding myself going, wait, let's look at the soil. Like, I love that you're digging, Mm -hmm. but is that Wikipedia? You know, like, we have to talk about where are our sources. And when we talk scripturally and we talk church and biblical-based, like, as a Christian, I am asking young people. I had a family member, a teenager, trying to convince me that Adam was, like, 17 foot tall. And I said, where did you get that? (laughs) The Nephilim, man, the Nephilim. And it was literally he typed in on Google how tall is Adam and went by the first reference. And I was like, we don't do that. (laughs) And I had to go get a Bible, and I said, if it's not here— We need, to, we need to think about what source we're mm. going to. So it, as a church and leaders in church, I, I come back to this because I'm a parent now. If you were there the day they got dedicated, it's on you. Mm. What are you doing in their life? If they were in the church and mom and dad, and you stood there and said, I'm going to train up this child as a community with them, what are we doing? And biblically, they need help. Well, uh, I would say our communities need help too. We mm-hmm. need to know what a community is, yeah. you know, um, we, we do. Cause I think that's one of the things that we failed at as, as, as a church and as a body is, uh, especially in this new modern age it is community and yeah. really sticking by each other and digging our nose. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, showing up and saying, Hey man, I'm worried about you. I love yeah. you. You know, you're, you're off. Yeah. We need to talk about why you're off. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, so let's um, let's end there. Um, we're going to come back for our last episode. Um, man, I really hope this is blessing you guys because it's blessing me. Um, yeah. I could talk about this for hours, which we already have, but uh, it's been really good. Um, so uh, we're going to wrap up there for the second episode. We'll see you on episode number three.